God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I? Welcome to Life on Purpose, episode number 28, and uh, we got delayed last week because of some things that happened. When you got four of us, uh, you know, it's kind of like owning a used car lot. <laughs> Every morning, one of them's not going to start, so <laughs> we we had one of those days that one of us, actually a couple of us, it was not just uh, me, it was, uh, uh, I think all of us pretty much had it. Daniel, you know, excuse of having an anniversary, really get your priorities right. Yeah. You know, I did. So, you know, we're good there. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, oh, hey, everyone, uh, anybody that's in the Wilkesboro, and I finally figured out it was Wilkesboro. I think somebody told me I said Wilkesburg sometime, but uh, Wilkesboro, <laughs> which is north of Charlotte and uh, west of Raleigh and a few other places there. Uh, um, we're all four, yeah. God willing, all four of us will mm -hmm. be there in a conference this weekend called, what is it called? One Accord. One Accord. Accord. Yeah, one Accord. Yeah. Okay, we're meeting at the Honda dealership. That's right. <laughs> the Honda dealership, yep. <laughs> I'll meet right there. Don't listen to him. He's not, it's just not true. Don't go to the Honda dealership. Yeah. <laughs> I've been awake too long. I've been awake since 4.30, so I'm a little punchy here, and the jokes are going to be worse than normal. But, uh, well, guys, I sent you a uh, a little bit of a, a teaser, I think it was yesterday, day before, about uh, how do we make God relevant in our lives? And and as I've spent some time thinking about that in you know the, the last 48 hours or so, it came from, from a number of places. I won't go into that. But I, I think for me, it's more like, how do I, I know how to make God relevant in my life. I mean, he's relevant. There, there's not mm -hmm. like a breath that I breathe that he's not relevant in. But how do I make him relevant in a society that not only doesn't not see him as relevant, but doesn't care about that? Mm -hmm. Ryan, yeah. you want to start it? Yeah, so hearing hearing that question... And when you pose that, the first thing that I began to kind of think, and maybe it's just the way my mind works, is sort of like going to the the opposite or backtracking, looking at it from a different perspective, right? So if he's not relative in the world today, or relevant, I should say, mm -hmm. if he's not relevant in the world today, what um, side effects does that cause in the world? Oh. And we're starting to see that we're starting to see i keep it's like every time i go on youtube or something mm -hmm. there's another school shooting mm -hmm. right? right there's another catastrophe that's taken place there's somebody you know and and this coming from a lot of times young people yeah you know those whom this very podcast would seek to target if you will our target audience yes yeah and so I, I saw a gentleman speaking on this very topic of why are we seeing these things take place in the world today? His number one word, he said, is lack of purpose. Wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. So we have removed God. We've removed the need and the, the caring about needing a God from the society, right? And therefore, the purpose goes right along with it. And this gentleman, uh, he pertained it to, you know, 
50 years ago, and I know this from talking to my parents and grandparents, you would have these, you know, corporations or so forth that were, they were smaller businesses, right? Yeah. And you might go and you might work for that smaller business and you had interest in the company because if the company did well, you did well. Exactly. Right. So you had a purpose in that you would go to your job, right? And in that success, you built a career and would kind of climb the ladder this way. So that's one, you know, eliminated example of, of purpose. Yeah. People literally yeah. would work for the same company their whole life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We don't see that much anymore. Uh, you know, it's people are changing jobs every two to three years. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of a side note, but I think it, it's relevant to the topic as well. Um, but it, what ends up happening is along with that, we've taken prayer and scripture out of schools. Mm -hmm. We've taken it out of the home for the most part, out of society. Uh, it's taboo to talk about. And, you know, we could rabbit trail on that. Mm -hmm. But um, so then you're left. What are you left with? You're left with whatever the next popular trend is, uh, the next. Because the thing is, whatever you seek out, you will find. And unfortunately, we have. Well, unfortunately and fortunately, because we can use it as a tool. We have this open door called the Internet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And it has algorithms on there that will feed you whatever you search for. Right. So the more you search for something, the more it will feed you, especially on social media. Mm -hmm. Right. So instead of getting fed by going to the word of God, instead of and more, okay, you use cut out on there at uh, instead of being fed by the word of God. Okay. Instead of being fed by the word of God, which he says, I am the, the, the way, the truth and the life they get fed by, I'm going to create my own truth. Mm -hmm. Right. I will live, you hear that phrase a lot, I'm going to live my own truth, right? Well, in order for you to live your own truth, you have to throw out the truth, which is why, in my opinion, God is not considered relevant today. Wow. Wow. Okay, which one of you is chomping at the bit to get there? I think I, I can jump on this one too. <laughs> I From this, from what Ryan was bringing up, like if you kind of backtrack and look through those things, he was absolutely bringing up a lot of solid points and right to that point of like why is this happening i think that then you see then too i wanted to just add on to that then you see the active participation in the removal of god from everything so in that case like the, we use the internet for example but it, if you think about it it's the whenever something happens in in a way like this so like whenever something good were to happen a lot of people just want to go to, well, that was just your luck, or that was just, mm -hmm. you know, that that's, and they immediately rob the glory of God immediately out of that. Mm -hmm. They just go, oh yeah, you just got lucky. And that's been for decades. That's this slowly, this slowly insertion of all these things where it's like, ah, you know, it's fairy tale. That's not really real. You know, it was just science, you know, it's just science. All this is happening. It's, and that just removal, removal has now led us to the point where, where we're seeing today. Because if it was getting better, because they like to argue that, oh, well, the cause for God was the reason why the crusades happened and all this death and all this bad stuff, the how the church went and did this and all these bad things. So we need to remove that so that we could become more uh, higher sentient beings or transcendent, uh, if, if I'm saying the word correctly, 
of these beings that are of higher knowledge and all this mm-hmm. stuff of science and everything. And we're realizing what that actually leads to is debauchery. It's just complete and utter throwing away of just, and from my case, I'm not, I haven't really been around that long and it seems just really common. There was, and now what's argued today is two genders. Like that's just, that's, that's now mm-hmm. a point of debate. That's now mm-hmm. a point of debate is two genders. And we're seeing how that leads to one thing that leads to another thing. And now more and more people are becoming more and more aware of what life looks like without the father in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is starting. I, I pray and hope that it is making a comeback because it, life's a lot better when, when you actually realize how much God is involved in that. And yeah. th- like you said, Mike, that I can't, I don't go a day without realizing how much God affects every single moment, the bad days and the good days. There's not a single day that goes by because I've just grown attuned and aware that it's not that I'm just oblivious or naive that God just does everything. No, it's just that I recognize, you know what? Wow. That was just a total God thing. I don't understand how, why that happened. That person absolutely could have hit my vehicle as I was driving there. Absolutely could have happened. I choose to believe that the father was involved in that or in a job opportunity, something happened. I can't explain. And just, I don't want to just say, Oh, that was just my luck. No. Yeah. Father's just doing something. And I just, I'm just along for the ride. So I, I wanted to add that there is an absolute war and we're seeing where that's led to on the glory of God. And they're trying to remove, taking all the glory away from the father so that they can put it to what they want to be, which I think is that self worship of self in this, mm-hmm. this very Western mindset thinking of the self is the most important. So. Hmm. Okay. Daniel. <clears throat> I like the, the overall angle that this is being taken from so far of mm-hmm. looking at the effects of the world right now, yeah. where God has been continually removed because it, it is interesting. We can look through history and see that, Clearly, our era is not the first time that things have gone wrong and weird and crazy. It's happened many times throughout history. However, this is our time. And as we look at our time and our history that we can directly remember, you know, just let's just say American history, it's a lot different than it was a couple hundred years ago. When this country was founded, a lot of the, like, it was normal. It was abnormal to not believe in God. It was mm-hmm. abnormal to to not have him as at least a baseline. He is real in your life. It was you were the weird person in the group if you did not believe in God, and yeah. now it's just totally totally flipped one hundred percent on its head. And so I think it is helpful and interesting to look at the effects of the world. And Ryan, like you're saying, you're, we're seeing all these all these things happening. Another. Uh, point to kind of go along with that would be uh, we watch uh, a lot of um, BBC Earth things like Planet Earth and Blue Planet and all those kind of things. The kids love them. They love yeah. the natures. Um, they're fantastic. They are. They come from a secular point of view, though, which ends up being you know a good teaching opportunity for us. It's fun to listen to the kids be like, Mr. David Attenborough, some of the things he says is right and some of the things 
are not right. <laughs> so, hey, if but, I'm ever receiving bad news, though, I want it to come from a British news agency <laughs> because they can yeah, make exactly. anything about bad kind of sound okay. Like aliens sure. invaded the yeah. earth and are sucking out people's brains. And now on to the sports section, you know. Yes, we would like to have a sport to bother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Dave. It's okay. It's true, though. I mean, it's so fun to listen to him, um, especially being 96 years old. It's ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, seeing what they're portraying on these these uh, nature documentaries, where there's so much beauty and there's so many amazing things of creation that we would never get to see if we did not have things like this to watch on, you know, online and whatever. And that's, that's really awesome that we can see that, but it's also really interesting to see the weird things that are just not natural. It's not natural for animals to have to kill each other. It's not natural for the earth to be groaning in such a way. And the one I was thinking of recently was, and just bear with me for a second, but you know, what they would portray is climate change. Um, I don't believe in the narrative of climate change. However, you can look at statistics and see that things are changing kind of some certain things are changing more drastically than they have in a certain time period. Like if you look at now time period versus you know 20 years ago, let's say yeah. certain things are happening a little faster, a little more intensely. And as I was looking at that and I'm listening to the kids just say how they just want to do everything they can to take care of the animals and, and God's creation. I was just telling them, you know, guys, it, it is important that we do our part to steward this planet and to yes. steward the creatures that we've been given dominion over. However, we can only do so much because this earth is groaning for the return of Messiah. Mm -hmm. And at this point in time, no matter where you look, whether it's in very nature and how animals treat each other and um, those kind of things to how people treat each other to sickness and disease being just incredibly rampant in a way it feels like we've never seen, at least me. Yeah. Uh, I know we haven't lived through the Black Plague, but um, you look at all those things and you just, I just, I can't not think that something is wrong here. And as we look at what is wrong, it is that God is not the forefront anymore as he once was, even in this country, you know, not to the extent that he should have been even, but He's, he's much less than he was even 100 years ago. Well, let me give you a little history lesson. I remember, uh, and, and by the way, this week I'm the older old guy. Uh, had a birthday last week. And um, I remember <laughs> back to 1964 when prayer was taken out of school. Well, at, they, at least they, they made the ruling, okay? Uh, that year, I think I was starting first grade. And I remember even in the early grades of elementary that there was still prayer because I lived in the South. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it took a little while for these teachers to, to kind of, you know, decide to obey that. Now, anybody that thinks that prayer has been taken out of school has never taken a test in school. Okay. Because <laughs> prayer is still there in schools, but yep. it was, it was a marked mm -hmm. change. It was a marked change in society. Uh, sitting, uh, we were watching, I was watching the news with my wife last night and, um, I can't remember what the shooting was yesterday. Mm -hmm. I, I, this is, this is what Tuesday when we're recording, it was yep, yeah. last night, I think Monday or yesterday. This morning. Yeah, well, there see, a... there was, yeah, Kathy said last night, she said, 
Well, I wonder what tomorrow's <clears> is going to bring. And it's like, there's a shooting a day. And, and in fact, um, we're into the 11th day of April and there's been like 16. Okay. So mm -hmm. here's, here's the thing. And David, you, you brought it in. It's a little bit, um, you know, people bring, people blame God. Okay. The crusades and stuff like, no, no, let's blame religion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. And humanism is a religion. Amen. Absolutely. So 100%. when you took God out of schools, out of society, uh, the commandments, you know, I remember when we never locked our, our the house, the, the door of the house. Yes. You could go to the store, leave your windows of your car down, which was great because I was in North Florida and we didn't have air conditioning in the cars in those days. You could leave your windows down, your door unlocked, and your keys in the ignition, and the car would still be there when you got back. Yep. That's right. The 3030 in in your back window of your pickup truck, it was safe. Okay. It's still there. It's mm -hmm. it's all it's all changed. And and as we as as society goes farther away from God. And I was just uh, listening to a, a podcast before we got on, Ryan, to to what you said. Um, I did not know this, but recently there was a video game released, which was uh, which was targeted at trans, and the video game was about a school shooting and a virtual priest. Hmm. Yep. You could see this. It's gotten to the point where instead of just saying, remove God from this, it's now whoever still believes in these things that is deemed, whoever deems it, right? That we, we won't get into that, but whoever deems it to be that is against what the direction of the of the of the society or whatever is supposed to go to, trying to still be well, anyways. <laughs> now they're targeted. Like you just said, Mike, now those people who might still have some belief in saying, hey, will God exist? No, that's, you, you're wrong. You can't be doing that. No, yeah. you can't. Now it's gotten to that yeah. point. It was, yeah, God exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we just need to remove him. Okay, now that we've removed him, okay, like, let's just start to calm down on people. This There's really a science explanation for everything. Now it's gone to, no, you will not and will never say this in public. And now it's gone to, if you say this, mm -hmm. you're canceled. You're done. Mm -hmm. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never have a job. And You'll I never have anything. Further, further to that, if you, <laughs> to the credit of the relevance of God in our day-to-day -day lives, look at the religions, we'll say, that are attacked the most in the world. Yes, it's it's religions, beliefs like Judaism and Christianity, and to some extent, even like, you know, Catholicism and, and Muslim to some extent, because mm -hmm. people who do not believe in God, who want to remove all this stuff and make government and self the religion, mm -hmm. they attack the, the belief systems they see that would condemn anything other than the worship of self. And yeah. so if you want to, if you want confirmation that God is relevant, just look at those facts that people come against God in this culture more than anything. Mm -hmm. And see, you I know, will. 
I will take it one step further, Daniel, that we can actually look at which quote-unquote religions, quote-unquote those who say that they're following God, are persecuted the most, and maybe that would be a clue to who is closer to the real truth. Mm -hmm. We're in the month of Ramadan. Guess who's not allowed to go up on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem this this time of Ramadan? Not not even not not to pray, because you can't do that anyway. Just to be there, not to take a a a a, a copy of Scripture because you can't do that anyway. But they're not even allowed to go up there. Is the Jews mm-hmm. as as a a person who follows the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, a follower of Yeshua and the Messiah? I'm not allowed to go on the Temple Mount and pray either. I can't. I can't go up there and close my eyes. I can't kneel. I can't pray. You can't. You can't do anything like that. So look at who's being persecuted the most, and maybe that's mm-hmm. a good sign of who is closest to. I didn't say walking in all, but closest to the truth. Now, mm-hmm. One last point, Daniel, to you is that uh, back in the 1970s, they told us that there was an ice age coming and we're all going to freeze to death within 10 to 15 years. Okay, global climate change, yes, I believe the climate's changing, but I don't believe it's because I drive an SUV. It is because of the protection, the very, the the Mm -hmm. scriptures talk about this thing we talked about, about the, the, the earth is groaning, when God's laws and commandments and His presence is not a, is not, is not being brought into this realm by His people, mm-hmm. what happens? This is what it's happens. Yeah, this is what happens. Yes. So it's it's not about you know that you're you know you got an incandescent light bulb instead of an LED. Is because people are walking away from the truth of God, and that causes. Yeah. That causes there's circumstances to that. There's it's just there. Okay, go ahead. I'm yes. sorry. No, so so back to this the question of making God relevant to the world, and this will just be my opinion. So I'll I'll offer this. The only way we can really do that is by showing the world that how relevant He is to us. So yeah. we need to be proactive about doing, you know, going that extra mile above so that people say, why do you do this? And you say, because my God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is relevant to me. Mm-hmm. Make him the reason, make him the cause. And make it obvious. Yes. Right. And make it obvious. Like, it, there, don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no don't, more. You don't do it just to, just to do it. And like, let someone say that you did it for your good karma or something. Right. Do it knowing and place his name upon it you wear the t-shirt you know yes don't let people think you did it for yourself for you know the accolade for anything like that if if giving the glory to god takes all the glory away from you even better yeah mm-hmm. we must fiercely even defend better. what we hold dear at this mm-hmm. point is what i'm seeing mm-hmm. and yep. i was thinking about this we were talking about this on uh sorry dave um yeah. this last shabbat how the disciples, after Yeshua had gone specifically, all the things they were doing, it was, uh, no, no, one of the guys in our group brought up the word supernatural and how, yeah. uh, I, I, I guess that word is not actually found. As, as we say the word supernatural, that word is not found 
in scripture. There's no like direct correlation, I believe is what he was saying. And so essentially supernatural is we could say it, it is what is natural in the spirit. And so as the disciples are walking around and they're healing people and they're setting people free and they're casting out demons and they're raising the dead, like those things are not supernatural. They were the most natural thing in the world to them, mm. to them, the supernatural, the things that were not supposed to be that the things that were strange were the sickness. The things that were strange were the demons like those shouldn't be there. It is natural for them with Yeshua inside of them, having given them authority, it is natural and normal for them to walk in that healing and that kind of stuff. And I was just thinking about that, how just that day to day, like that was their natural, that was their, their every day. It just, it, it was seeing things that most people see as normal, as out of place. It is out of place for that person to be suffering in this way. And of course, there's a lot of discernment that needs to come in with that kind of thing. You don't just come in guns blazing to every situation. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that you could be easily be seen as a uh, a Torah terrorist mm-hmm. uh, if you're not careful with how you approach it. But yeah. yes. Or, or yeah, I'll, I'll get give me a minute in just a moment. I want to give you an example of that, David. Oh yeah, I was about to say that that's a good comment on that one too. But I was wanting to like because I do think that we I think that if you're alive today, you can absolutely see stuff is not working right out in the world. Something plus is now minus up is now down. It's like, what's going on is something as weird is happening. So testimony, very short. I was with a group of people recently and we went out to a restaurant. And again, ever since uh, that happened a little bit ago, restaurants are becoming more and more expensive, but I know everybody in the group that we were with went over and beyond when it came to when it came to the amount of money that was spent and then how nice we were that even afterwards it was like cleaning up the table just because we even had fellow waitresses waiters there so they knew how hard of a job they had day in and day out Mm -hmm. and it got to the point after our meal that the manager came up and said you're not any typical group of people even believers like (laughs) and that was like that was a blew me away is that y'all this is not normal it's like no this is this isn't normal like you guys brighten like the entire our entire restaurant now is just happier because y'all are here and it was she said that that she was a manager said that to our faces i was like it was like that's just the showing like you think that it's a normal day-to-day interaction but in reality you are bringing a breath of fresh hair to wherever you go around so then that scripture becomes even more real like you'll be blessed wherever you go you will be a blessing to others as well. It's like, okay, so now just lock into that, continue doing it. And now with the world getting darker and darker, even the smallest light shines even brighter. So that's where you have to just stay in it as much as it's it's so uh, demoralizing, it's hopeless, you continue moving. And yeah, we're going into being a little bit of a, um, like helping you like, hey guys, just keep pushing forward. But it really is true. Everyone needs a little encouragement. It's really just that simple because it's so dark. All you got to do is just, even just the base normal is better. But imagine if you pushed it even further, like what Daniel was talking about, Ryan and Mike was saying, if you actually really even pushed even more so the glory of God in every situation, that shines even brighter. And so that's just, it blew me away when that just something that we thought was just a simple that we'd have done just every day was just looked at with so much favor. People yeah. are wanting to see light, and you've got to be that light. Okay, you, you bring up the word light. 
Okay, let me let me mm-hmm. run with this just for a moment. Yeah. Um, Yeshua, and and for those mm-hmm. that, that tune in, you know, you don't know who uh, the, the name Yeshua is. The Hebrew name for what it, the one we refer to as Jesus today. Um, I use that that name for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, the greatest honor you pay a person is called him by their right name. Uh, number two, that's what his mama called him. Okay. So there's two, there's my two good reasons for using the name Yeshua instead of a, uh, an English derivative of, all right. With that being said, Yeshua calls us to be lights, not sirens. Mm. And and the well, difference like between that. a light and a siren is call is the word noise. Lights don't make noise. Sirens make noise. And so, Ryan, what you're talking about, David, what you're talking about Mm -hmm. specifically is that we become a people that someone, they don't have to hear us because they're used to the, um, you know, they're used to people handing them them a track or or we had a guy in Franklin uh, a number of months ago, you know, repent or, or whatever, and he literally held up a he put up a sign that says, "If everyone in Franklin will come by and hand me a hundred dollars, I'll leave Franklin." <laughs> I know that everybody didn't give him a hundred bucks because I didn't, but he's gone. <laughs> it's like you know, but he was, he okay. was, he was a it, it became a mockery, a, a total You're mockery gone. of God in in what he was doing, and people are used to that. Mm-hmm. That's what they're used to when they see someone. That they believe that they that says that they're a follower of of Messiah of God, is you know oh praise God brother do you have Jesus in your heart you know and, and I mean I got people I know people that do that that sit and and um, you know sit on the on the uh, uh, on a bench somewhere and just you know kind of it's like a buzzard looking for meat, um, having never built relationship with that person mm-hmm. right and. To your point, sorry, uh, we just got out of, uh, or we're still in the season of pa- in the season yes. of Passover. Yes, you go, you go to Egypt and the plagues. The people of Goshen did not need to go over to the people in Egypt and convince them of the relevance of God. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like they just they would just go over there and you, they could point like, see that over there, see that light over there, you see that yeah. darkness over here, like. There's some you, you can I mean what's different you know right so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I got, I got a friend of mine that uh, I saw today briefly and uh, you guys I told you guys I've had a well really wild day I've been up way too many hours <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I I went by and hit a few golf balls just to uh, take my my uh, whatever frustration out you know sometimes I <laughs> I name them but um, <laughs> yeah, that's another story. But there a friend go. of mine that I've been I've I've known for over two years now was uh, was raised in a uh, a Buddhist um, society, and uh, you know I ha- I haven't pushed it, but today uh, I saw him walking up next to me and he walked straight up to me. He calls me preacher, and uh, he walked straight up to me. He says, "Preacher, I need you to pray for me, please." And he started spilling his heart about all the stuff that's going on in his life. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't appropriate at the place. I mean, we got mm-hmm. all kinds of people around. It just would not be appropriate totally. But I texted him mm-hmm. later and I said, uh, you got the prayers, man. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, commit to that. Right. You got to be, to to make, I think, Ryan, to what you were talking about, 
to make the father relevant in someone else's life, you have to be willing to invest your relevant relationship in them. D- did that come out right? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is all reminding me of a, uh, there's a, a wonderful song that I love. It's by a, a band called Waterdeep. And it's uh, looking at the Messiah when he was born through the eyes of Mary. Mm-hmm. And there's a line in the song that says, um, how does it go? It's, um, why does God have to look so human? Why so of the earth and so not from above? He was supposed to look like justice, but instead he looks like love. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the first the first time I heard that it it broke me. I mean it was I was like, yeah. whoa, like and I think we're maybe supposed to look a little bit more like that to the world around us instead of the like you said, the you know, hey brother, do you have Jesus in your life? <laughs> you know? What about Lord. picking them up when they're down? Yeah. You know, and people are known to that. That, that. that was like such a great way of saying, like, Mike, when Ryan, you were, man, you're saying some stuff like, this is like, this is so hitting home for me a lot of things. I love how way y'all are putting these things because we've been to a lot of places. And if you think about it, it ties to a lot of the issues that you find within groups of people, I'll say congregations or fellowships, whatever we want to call them. I don't really care. But you realize Mike, I always appreciate how you will address uh, when we talk like at a big events, uh, Revive is one of them and there's others where we'll get together and do things and how you approach the issue of tithing is is like, I really, I really like your approach and how you do it because it's wild how, because you mentioned about the guy holding up a sign, well, if everyone just gives me $100, I'll leave. <laughs> it immediately was a slap in the face to the father because it was like, I'm just doing this for money. If you guys give me money, I'm out. Yeah. It's like, so when the going gets tough and when money starts to dwindle and go away, you give up on God too? Is that what, if, if your cause was really something to be believed in, money would never deter you because we look at the disciples, money was never their problem. They didn't care. They could probably run on pennies today. They could run on pennies. They didn't, it didn't matter because the shadow was natural in the spiritual realm to just heal, right? Mm-hmm. That's what, or it's at least what it says from just reading it is that it was just natural for them just to walk. That's that kind of light, right? That kind. So when we look at these topics, how they've grown cold now, where even, even people who prophesy to be believers have even grown cold. You even see it now. And it's wild because then you realize this attack of, well, it's all related to money in a sense. I'm not, I'm not trying to divert this topic, but it's a great example because where your heart is, that's where you start putting action into. Like you've said in the past, you're not just a giving or you're investing you need to stop thinking about this as just throwing away money no you're investing into something because i've been on those sides of things and we've talked about this many times where you have either a person or a target or a organization and you know the ones who are actually actively being a light right not a siren but a light because you see the results because there's that relationship that's happening like that really, like, that gets me going is that relationship thing is so important now. It's like everything else, Matt, everything points to if you have a face of like that song said, the face of love, mm-hmm. you're, you're an ambassador through and through. That's what God's looking for is this love. 
Did I cut out there for a second? Yeah, you know. cut out there just for a minute. Oh, yeah. Bummer. So anyways, I was just really uh, probably on the whole idea that like you said with that one gentleman that you met and you guys polar opposites and beliefs, but it didn't matter because that gentleman saw you as a rock. Saw you as a rock that he knew that you were, you knew what you believed in and you were, when you said you were going to do something, you were going to do it. Yeah. And that's so rare now. And that's wild to me. It is. It is. Daniel, Ryan? Yeah, it's unfortunate that we live in a society where um, it used to be a handshake was a contract. Oh. You know. Can, can I correct you, Ryan? Mm-hmm. The handshake was a formality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. The word, the word was, was the contract. contract. Your word yes. was your contract, and the handshake was just something you did as kind of a polite gesture of it. This is true. Yeah. Yes. I was just thinking, we're talking about the relevance of God, and in the end, we can't convince anyone of it. As we're talking, it, it comes down to just living our life in such a way that it, it shows but I, I was thinking too of when people are in peril, when people are experiencing something sad, um, you know, what's the first thing they do if they're not a believer? It's like they blame the God they don't believe in. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and so it's not, it, it's almost like we're not hmm. even battling against convincing someone of the relevance of God. It's convincing people that he's good. Yes. Because, you know, again, the, the issue of these school shootings, if there's a God, why would he allow such things? You know, those are the kind of questions that if there's a God, then why does he allow people to get cancer? And we can come at them with this thing we're talking about of it's not him giving it or even necessarily allowing it. It's our free choice, our free will removing him from the equation and therefore removing his protection however again it's not even convincing him them that he's there or that he's real it's that he's not the one pulling the strings behind every bad thing mm-hmm. he's the one there to to redeem through through the bad things and you know where do you go where does someone go if they're experiencing marital problems? They go to a counselor or, you know, they go to a counselor if they're experiencing um, just psychological issues that they can't explain. And, but they wait until it's so bad that it's a whole mess to unravel. But with God, we shouldn't be treating him like that. We shouldn't be establishing his relevance as our, um, as the one that'll just pull us out when we get stuck. Mm. He's the one that we walk with. He's the one that we should be involving in every day to where when something arises, it's not like, you know, trying to peer out this little tunnel to see if there's a light at the end of it. It's just looking over to him and saying, Hey, I'm having a hard time here, but I know you're here with me. So it's okay. You know, we're going to get through this, whatever, whatever it looks like. Right. I like your, 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 I love that statement you just made of why mm-hmm. do people blame a God that they don't believe in? That, that's a, that's a crazy thing, actually. So let, let's, let's take it, Ryan, back to what you said that I, I, sorry, I, I probably used really bad 
phraseology there and saying that um not actually correcting you but um adding a little bit to it okay but um hopefully i got out of that okay ryan um, <laughs> no, you're good you're good okay okay so um let's say that that i tell you that i'm going to do something okay and you you see me as somebody who has has been the siren okay and and you know I've, i'm always quoting a bible verse and you know praise god and hallelujah and all these things and you know i th this is this is who you see me as i'm you know telling about this sermon and that sermon and all that kind of stuff and then i say to you that i'm going to do something and then i don't do it and then you blame god for me not following through on my word would that make any sense? No, it, it absolutely wouldn't. And to this point, speaking of these these disasters that keep happening and people will blame God, I want to I want to pick on one instance there because I actually kind of followed it a little bit more, and I want to give God the glory for something here that I, I saw watching this. The shooting that happened in Nashville, that the Metropolitan Police stopped in like three minutes. Yeah. All right. The officer that was there, Rex Engel, Engelbert, I think it was. Oh, I'm not getting that wrong. Hmm. He was not supposed to be in that area of town that day right. at all. He had gone there because he wanted to finish his coffee, do some paperwork, and stop by the academy to take care of some business there. By doing that, by following that route, that, him, that put him closest to respond to that call that went out. Wow. Number two. When he arrives, and I watched his body cam footage, I've got a, a modicum of experience with some weapons training and so mm -hmm. forth, so I'm, I'm looking at certain things. When I tell you that that man was squared away, he was squared away. Not only that, he took his training seriously enough that the rifle that he took in to complete that his mission had equipment on it that was not issued by the police department. He mm -hmm. had invested his own money in making sure that rifle would work properly for him when he needed it to and be best suited for engaging in that kind of urban environment. Hmm. Right. So not only did God send somebody, he sent somebody who cared, somebody who had the guts to do it and somebody with the tools necessary to do it. Hmm. So you can't sit. Yeah. You can't sit there and say, well, why does God let these things happen? Like you say, if you don't even believe in the God that you're talking about, and then ignore the fact that maybe that God you don't believe in also sent all of that there to make sure that his children were taken care of wow. and that those little ones that are innocent weren't taken off this earth before the time that he set forth. Why don't we look at it from that angle? <clears throat> I'll step down off my soapbox. <laughs> you could like even look at <laughs> I like that too. It's like the thing is, like you could take that same, exact same example and realize that like I said before about this, like whole, where your heart is, your, you put where your money is that same principle. If you're about being on purpose, if you are about showing how, how amazing God is, you're going to find yourself being placed in these situations. I brought up this restaurant thing, mm. but maybe there was more to it than just that, that the, the group of people I was with that was actually happening. Maybe there was more there happening. And to, to anyone listening, God is probably, no, I actually know it. If you're listening to this, I know it for a fact. God is training you to be 
extremely precise in the mission that he's going to set out for you. And yeah. he's training you. Yeah. You don't know when that call's coming yeah. in. You could, just like Mike was talking about, he was going there because he needed to blow off some steam. But guess what? God went, guess what? There's a call that's coming. And you're on the clock right now. And it's like, I, I was, I, okay, hi, hi, how are you doing? It doesn't matter. It moves that fast and you're on the clock and you're doing things and then God's just helping you. That's how it works. To use that exact same example, what Mike was talking about, what Ryan was talking about, he's training you to be in that area. He's training to be precise. Oh, it's hard? Guess what? It's because when other people are going through things that are hard, you're going to be an answer to that prayer. You're going to be an answer to help bring that hope because hopelessness is so running rampant. That's what happens yep. when it gets dark. It gets hopeless. You mm -hmm. are hopeless. And to your point, when you look at Yeshua and his disciples and how they interacted, the disciples were always, always looking for him, at least for a season, of how is he going to militarily deal with this situation? Yeah. Yeah. How, how is he going? You know, They were looking at him and his responses through the lens of what they had been taught. And what did he teach them to do instead? He taught them how to love people. He taught them mm -hmm. how to set the prisoner free and not the prisoner behind bars necessarily. The prisoners behind the bars of demons and of, of hopelessness, like you're saying, Dave. And, mm -hmm. and so it's just for us to, Ryan, you're talking about that, you know, that, that police officer who was able to answer that call. He answered the call that he was trained to do. And he yes. did the thing that he was trained to do. And it may look more spectacular than someone else who does not have, you know, who is not in that field. However, someone else doing the thing and obeying the call of God to do what they are called to do is no less than that police officer responding to his call. Oh, that's exactly right. Amen. <laughs> that's so funny, Daniel, because the the friend of mine that I talked to last night or this today, he's he he spent a night in jail last night behind bars. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. With um, what we've dealt with lately, I think it is pertaining more to uh some, you know, literal bars, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Um okay, so here, here let, let's go all the way back. Okay, we're we're heading back about uh, 50 minutes here. <laughs> An astro two astronauts went into space. One of them, uh, an American astronaut, said, I see God everywhere. The Russian astronaut said, I see God nowhere. Uh, that's that's kind of a, a twist on, on the exact quote. A person that wants to see God and is seeking to see him will find him everywhere. A person that doesn't want to see God will see him nowhere. I have a friend of mine um, who is was at one time one of the foremost scientists in the whole world in chicken eyes. That's an oddly yeah. specific uh, You've probably never met anybody that's, that's a specialist in chicken eyes. He is either an agnostic or atheist. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, how can you look at an eyeball and not see God? That's just beyond me. So maybe our job in this thing of making him relevant is changing the attitude in people to where they start to seek him also, and they start to seek him because they see us seeking him, or they start to see him because they see us seeing him. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I could add to that point, Mike, what you just said, I think that there's, I noticed something as being married and growing and going through vehicles and stuff. We talked about that a little bit, like just things in life and stuff. You realize whenever I'm looking for a specific vehicle, especially if it's common, do you ever notice that you just start seeing it everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I wanted to say like, that's a mm-hmm. natural thing that I'd never realized until I got older that, oh, when I'm looking for something, then my eyes start really paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And that's to your point, Mike, where when you want to see God, you start recognizing it and you see it. If by, you the, don't, by the way, uh, David, that's why I, I drive a, uh, a Toyota FJ trail team military green. Okay. Because hey, you don't see you it know. everywhere. Just yeah, no, personality. No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but, or you pick something that's unique, but it's like the base model. You just start seeing yeah, everywhere. Yeah. You recognize it in your head will turn yeah. and you'll watch it. I remember that it was just so wild. Uh, me and my wife, we would talk about it. And then all of a sudden the next week, we just saw it everywhere. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, what the heck is up with that? It's so like, just, surely not everybody had the exact same idea at the exact no. same time. There's no way. Right. Surely <laughs> it couldn't have been. Surely it couldn't have been. We're going to start seeing true. a lot more military green FJs. Yeah, yeah military. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only 2,500 of them exist. So probably oh. not. <laughs> no, they're bringing them back yeah. tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> but you'll start seeing it. And so that's where if you start recognizing that God, I want to see how you, where you're moving and how you're doing mm-hmm. things, you will mm-hmm. give it a little time and you'll see it. And it's the same thing with opportunity to, sorry, I just looked out my window and saw my, uh, my family, like just <laughs> being goofy. I love it. Sorry. It was, it was pretty funny. Um, the same thing stands with opportunities. Like if you are hearing what we're talking about and you're hearing of these instances that we're all having in restaurants um, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, I want, I want those opportunities or, you know, at golf courses, whatever. I want those opportunities. If you start looking for them, you will find them because guess what? Yes. They've been there all along. Yes. They're not just going to like magically appear. It's like your eyes will be open to it. Yes. And all of a sudden you'll just see that, um, you know, you have a difference to make and you have, it's so, it's so easy. Like don't, don't underestimate how 90, let's just throw out a a crazy, stupid number. 90% of the people around you haven't experienced a kind act from a stranger in over a month. Oh yeah. I would probably stand by that statement, even though I pulled it directly out of thin air right here. Mm -hmm. So people just don't, they don't like each other anymore. They don't want to look at each other. So to stop, to acknowledge someone, that can totally rearrange someone's entire world. I'll, I'll tell I'll tell the story here. So it's becoming kind of an uh, a tradition for KTP and I to just really bless someone in some way and try to do something kind of fun on our anniversary uh, when we go out to dinner. And so we're there eating dinner, and I notice behind her this older couple come and sit down, and the older man has a, has a cane and you know kind of struggling to um, to, to sit down and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just looking at them and I'm thinking about how probably so many people in their generation have completely lost faith in the younger generation. Absolutely. And, and I just, I, um, I turned, I, I, I tracked down the, the waiter 
that was serving their table. And I was like, hey, can you tell them that their drinks are on the house and just tell them that it's someone who wants to honor their elders? And it was so much fun because we got to we got to listen to their conversation. Like I could kind of hide behind Catesby and uh, I'm just listening to them. And they're like looking around the whole restaurant. Like uh, here's here's the best part. They were looking across the across the restaurant at the table of older people. They were like, it must be that group of older people over there. And they were they were just pinning down their waitress like, who is it? And they were like, no, these people want to remain anonymous, but it's a younger couple. And at that point, I was like, that is what I really wanted. I wanted those older people to know that there is still hope in this younger generation. Yeah. And it was just so much fun. But it's just, it, and it cost me $15 maybe. Wow. Like mm -hmm. such a small amount to just totally rearrange someone's night. Like I don't underestimate what that could do for their outlook on young people. Oh, yeah. And to understand and to just shut up the enemy when he says that you can't make a difference by doing something small, the whole world is built upon small acts. Like, just get over yourself and do something small. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Now I'll get off my soapbox. Okay. We got to close. <laughs> we got to wrap this thing up. David Ryan, you guys got some closing words? Yeah. So, again, this kind of this conversation went to a direction we didn't expect. And I honestly just absolutely love it when it comes to this point where we get to kind of leave you guys with some thoughts. Again, you reach us out to us at lifeonpurpose@mail.com. We would love to hear testimonies. We love to hear questions. We love to hear thoughts on things. We love to hear what you have to say. And it's amazing what what God can do to you if you're just say, God, today I just want I want yeah. you to work through me. I want to be yeah. the conduit of your spirit yeah. of of who you are. And that's I want to be like that song we talked about. I want to be the face of love. I want to be able to go into places that could be the darkest places, but be the face of love to just to be that encouragement, to be an embodiment of hope. Yeah. I, I just pray for all you listening that, that you try that because I'm telling you, when you try it, you're going to want it again and you're going to want to do it again. And you're going to do it again. And then it's. So it's, it's so worth doing it, and I, I would and I would love to hear your stories if you yeah. would love yeah. to attend us because we love to hear it because it just gives us even more hope to do that too. So sure. please, please write to us. On purpose at mail.com. Ryan? Yes. Yes, so uh, this weekend, Wilkesboro, North Carolina. Mm. If you guys are in the area, please Mom. come and see us. It's going to be Friday night and all day Saturday. Uh, mm -hmm. We have Daniel Clayton also going to be joining us to do some worship. We have yes. Mike Clayton joining us to do some teaching he's gonna be um, singing too yes yeah mike will be singing now i'm doing a solo doing his, his, little, uh, <laughs> yeah. his little rendition of a uh, little drummer boy That's yeah right. no, <laughs> there you go <laughs> inside joke um <laughs> also just to plug it real fast uh exodus road band we have started our own record label exodus road records we have signed our first artist laura metzing and her album just came out it was released on sunday if you want to be blessed and you want to have some good worship music, she is phenomenal. And she will be there this Friday yes. and Saturday in Wilkesboro, North Carolina. So please, if you're in the area, come join us. The event is free. But if you want a Shabbat meal, you can purchase that in advance. Go to 1A Chord, spelled like the musical chord, 1A Chord Event.com. Yeah. Hmm. 
And if anybody's wondering, well, what are you guys going to be talking about? Well, Rico Cortez is going to be there talking about the temple. And um, uh, Brian's going to be there talking about the red heifer. And us guys, we get to hang out with the young people, um, you know, just because we can. And um, I've paid my dues speaking to adults so I can talk to young young people. Um, If you like this program, guess what? This is kind of the subject matter we're going to be talking about this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just kind of happened to yeah. be that. And um, to let you know, surprise, revive, coming up the end of June, uh, Daniel and I have a surprise for Ryan and David, which, Daniel, do you think we ought to let him in on it this weekend? Maybe? Probably, probably so. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We need the, we need the, we need the help. We need a lot of help get yeah better better make it there then yeah Yeah. let me tell you what what we have what we just kind of got a hold of Uh has never been done at a youth meeting like this before all right what we do has never been i love it i can't wait it's gonna take us to the next level all right i love it let's go show up because he has plans for us plans for you for good and not for evil to give you life hope and purpose so live your life on purpose. See you guys Friday. You alone hear my every prayer. You're the God who's always there.